Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch-Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder, make sure you rate and review No Catch-Up, available everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch-Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review, pass the links to the homies, let everybody know. You know the deal, No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch-Up. No catch-up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. The NBA playoffs. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals are set. We got, we, man, you already know who we got. We ain't even got to get into that. But we're going to talk about both sides. Man, Jimmy Butler's there again. Luka's in his first Western Conference Finals. We're going to talk about all that. And we've been going back and forth a little bit in the group chat about Giannis and the Bucks and what they should do next. So we're gonna talk about that. I got some. I got some thoughts that I think uh, I think are being overlooked here. I think, I, I think I think a couple things are being overlooked here in the Giannis situation. So I want to talk about that. Big Nick the Quick disagrees. So we'll talk about all that stuff. And um, of course, we have Pat Bev, Chicago native, on first take slander and Chris Paul. We'll talk a little bit about that collapse as well. But man, you already know the next the next couple no catch ups are gonna be NBA playoffs. Stay locked with us. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. We in here. Big Nick the Quick. What's goody? What's the business? How we feeling? Good, man. I think I'm on the mic. I think I should be solid. No, I think you're good. It might be my headphones. Yeah, yeah. I think we solid. I think we solid. Yeah. Big Nick the Quick, man. I'm fresh off a of red eye, bro. I just got back from Phoenix at, man, I don't even know, bro. 6.30. What a sad people out there. I got... <laughs> I was out there for the game, actually. I didn't go, but I was out there while the game was going on and watched the game out in the street. And it didn't even last long enough for people to be – it was like the people were sad enough throughout the game that after the game it was like it was kind of dusted a little bit. It wasn't like a buzzer beater type thing, you know what I'm saying? The thing, the thing is, though, none of them can really be uh, – none of them can really be sad because it's uh, – no, no one from Phoenix is from Phoenix, right? Everybody is either from California. So they're either Lakers fans or they're from Chicago and they're Bulls fans. So, like, yo, I don't, I don't know if you felt this when you were out there, but, like, in my four years out there, I maybe met, like, five native Arizonans. You know what I mean? Like, like we're actually yeah. from Arizona, like, grew up, born and raised from the Valley. Um, everybody else was a transplant, so I'd imagine it's kind of like Atlanta, right? Like nobody's really from there. Yeah. Um, but um, so I'd imagine it wasn't it wasn't as much heartbreak as you would as you would have in like a in like a city with a rich, rich tradition, right? Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this it's seems been a minute like since they, I've been out there. This seems like some diehard Suns fans out there. I think diehard Suns fans. <laughs> I think I think there's some diehard Suns fans out there for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, I think people, think, man, you know, the second year in a row they've been really, really good. So, but yeah, man, I was off a of red eye. Shout out my guy Greg. I was out there for his bachelor party. He's getting married, man. We had a good time. I uh, we played some golf, bro. I knocked down a couple birdie putts. I saw that picture you posted, man. Add in the links. It was a. <laughs> It was a little scrambled. Uh, we were at, we were at Silverado. It was a nice little course, though. Yeah. So yeah, shout out my guy Greg, man. 
Congratulations. Um, let's jump into it. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk the teams that lost really quick, and then we'll get over to what we think about the Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk the Giannis stuff, just because we've been going back and forth. And um, I set the group fire ablaze right after Milwaukee loses. I essentially say Giannis Antetokounmpo should really think about exploring leaving Milwaukee. I don't think they have enough there. Middleton, for me, is not they. It's not going to be a guy you could just run it back with and, and expect to compete for the title. And this is why I say that. Last year, I think a, the stars aligned for them, and they they had a window to win the title, and they won it. I'm not sure if Giannis stays in Milwaukee and continues to run this squad back with Drew Holiday and and um, Chris Middleton that he's going to get another ring. I think that is my ma- that's my biggest worry for Giannis, and I think they should explore or he should explore either trying to get someone to come there, and they should move Middleton, or he should really think about going somewhere else. If rings are a priority for him and his legacy, or if it's one of those things where he's cool with winning one and he got it the right way, as they say, drafted by the team, stayed there, signed the super, and um, he got he got that organic ring where he didn't have to go anywhere else and he got it where he was drafted and where he's been at. Great. And then, And if he's okay with just having that one, I really think that's that's – Unless there's a couple options, either I guess at the at the bare bones of everything, he needs more help. Chris running it back next year with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, and then adding a couple other dudes, random guys. I don't think gets it done. I think it's the same exact team they had this year. I don't think they I don't think they can compete for the championship. And the the year they and I say that because the year they won the championship, Kyrie got hurt, James Harden got hurt. They went to seven with that team. Durant stepped on the three point line, or they probably lose, or they lose that series, and they don't even mm-hmm. go to the title. Anthony Davis goes down. They don't have to worry about beating the. They don't have to worry about beating the Lakers. And that was the first year the Suns were together. I think the stars aligned for Milwaukee. They won the title just like they were supposed to because they were the best team at that point. And Giannis mm-hmm. put it put everybody on his shoulders and got it done. I think that might be clouding the judgment of this is not a championship caliber squad with bringing back Middleton and Drew Holiday and a couple other busters like they had this year. So to close out what I'm saying, I think he either needs to get a big boy to come to Milwaukee, which I think is an issue because if if, if we're being clear, Giannis has been one of the top three, four players in the league for a, a long stretch now. And has needed someone to come to Milwaukee, and no one. The the best player they get to Milwaukee was Middleton. Drew Holiday, for sure. Okay, well, well, we, we know where I'm at on Drew Holiday, and he's he's way. I think he's clear. This, this, this whole Middleton's the number two guy. No, he's not. So listen, Drew, I, I Drew, Hall, can, Drew Holiday's a two. Hold on, let me finish because he either he either gets some help to come to Milwaukee, which I think is going to be an issue for him, or if he's trying to win more rings, he's going to have to go lock in with somebody else. That's that's my take on the Giannis and the Bucks and that whole situation in Milwaukee. So I don't know if I should pause for a few seconds just to give everybody a second to, to catch up to the multiple different directions in which you took that. 
But no, let's, I didn't let's, take it multiple let's, different let's, directions. Let's, 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 let me let's, hold on. So, so, so hold on. So wait, since wait, you want to, since you think I'm confused in the audience, let me recap it for you. Giannis <laughs> needs more help bringing back Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and a, bu- and a and a bunch of busters like he did this year is not going to get it done. The reason they won the title last year and had a really good chance <laughs> to win it is because there was a lot of injuries happened, a lot of stars aligned. I think Giannis is going to have a hard time getting a big, big dog a big star to come to Milwaukee. So he might, the, the only option for him to go get a bunch of rings might be to get out of Milwaukee. That's the recap for yeah. you. Is that okay. clear? Yeah, it's clear. Enough. All right. it's not okay. Clear. It's not as clear as it was the other night. If we're being a hundred percent clear, here. Sean okay. poured a little bit of water on this take because as soon as the clock struck zero on the Milwaukee bucks the other night, he was sending firing off text messages, long explanations as to why Giannis should leave the bucks. This, this, this needs more help thing develop after a couple hours when he kind of watered it down a little bit but wait uh, but there's two but there's there's a first off there's a huge difference between Giannis needs some help which yeah he absolutely needs some help right there there was some glaring weaknesses some huge misses in that series outside of Middleton right but but I also think that you're really downplaying the fact that he didn't have a four-time all-star in his number two regardless of whether you like him or not not playing in that series, right? Like, I think that, that you are really downplaying that. Middleton's a two-way player. He runs their offense in the fourth quarter. He can create his own shot. He can knock down shots, which is something that they could not do. And he can play defense, right? And he can handle the ball a little bit. Like, that is huge, especially when your best player is a hybrid center, right? Like, you can't you can't have Giannis do absolutely everything. You need a guy like Middleton there. But that's neither here nor there. There's a major difference between Giannis needs to leave and Giannis needs more help. Do I think he needs more help? Absolutely. Do I think they need to look at their roster and figure out, hey, what type of guys that we need to continue to put around Giannis so that we can continue to maximize his talents? But if I'm Giannis, I'm looking at it and saying, that's all they've ever done. Last year, after the playoff disappointment two years ago, what did they go out and do? They went out, they tried to get Bogdan Bogdanovich. That was a clusterfuck because of CBA stuff, right? So they weren't able to get him. So no, what he, they do... He, but... but pa- Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, whatever okay. it was, right? They'd already leaked out that he was going there and he decided he wanted to go to Atlanta. Whatever it was, they went out there, they got him on an offer sheet. They went out and tried to grab a guy for Giannis, right? That fell through. They went out, they grabbed Drew Holiday immediately right after that, right? Hey, we are getting you help. We recognize that you need help. We recognize if we don't help you, you're going to leave at the end of this year, right? Like Giannis was going to leave anything short of a finals appearance. Giannis was going to leave last year. So they have shown him, hey, we are willing to put in the work to go find guys that we believe play well with you. And Drew Holiday plays great with them, right? You talk about Middleton, like, yeah, that was a trade they made some years ago at the Pistons. No one saw Middleton turning into the player that he was. And I understand you don't like the guy. I understand that you think, and I agree that he's criminally overpaid, but that's just also the cost of being Giannis's number two running mate. He plays well with Giannis. This team has won a bunch of games over the last three or four years. This team has won a bunch of playoff series over the last three or four years. This team won an NBA title last year. You talk about the stars aligned and heavens opened up. I mean, the last, the last however many NBA championship champions, that's the truth. Outside of those Warriors years, the stars aligned for the Cavaliers when Draymond went out for game six. The stars aligned for the Toronto Raptors when everybody got hurt. Man, LeBron the stars won aligned, that ring. The stars aligned for the Lakers in the bubble when no one else wanted to be there. They didn't want to be there. The stars of yeah, the stars aligned for Milwaukee. That's what happens when you win a championship. There's always some luck and some circumstance involved in winning a championship. It's not, very rarely is it like we're the best team on day one and we're the best team on the last day. 
again, outside of those Warriors titles, that's the only time you can really look at it and be like, yeah, Stars didn't really align. This team was just better than everybody. Stars are going to have to align. The Stars align for the Raptors with Kawhi's shot bouncing off the top there. So what are we no, talking he about that here? Jump. He hit okay. that jumper. Okay. I, I ain't no Stars aligning. Shit, shit happens. Last second buzzer beaters, all types of shit. Injuries, they dealt with, they had a lot of injuries that year, right? KD went down. Steph went down. Clay went down. Stars are going to align. But to sit up here and be like, hey, man, after we don't win it this year without my second best player against this Boston team that's a fucking juggernaut right now, right? And we're shorthanded to, for him to be like, all right, no, fucking, I'm ready to get up out of here because I don't believe in this organization or I need to go attach myself to Luca or attach myself to Dame or whoever it might be. No, the right thing to do is he needs to go in there and be like, yes, get me some help. Get me some guys, bring some guys in here. But you originally came with, and I'm not letting you walk it back. You originally came with, he needs to get the fuck out of there. He needs to get out of there. He needs to go join Luca. He needs, it can't be in Milwaukee. That's what you said. It wasn't Giannis needs some help, which is obvious. Now, the one thing I will criticize the Bucks on, right? And if I'm Giannis, I would look at them and be like, what the fuck? This was a huge move that we did not make last year was letting P.J. Tucker go. That was the one small market team mentality shit that they did. We're not going to pay the luxury tax tax to get P.J. Tucker. And he is absolutely a guy that would have helped well, me in that last year. Do you want to know why? It's because yeah. they're already over the, the, the luxury tax in a Everybody, major every, every contender is yeah 100 they're but they're they're up, up at the top with golden state and brooklyn and the clippers and you have a guy in a super duper max and super duper max because they have a guy <laughs> making 38 million dollars that doesn't deserve to they have three guys making a hundred and what they have a, they have three guys making like i don't know 120 120 million 118 million 115 yeah, million yeah drew Yarnison whatever it is and, right and, so, and middleton that's a three that you go to war with you you don't you wouldn't you don't want that to be your for three for 15 mil yes you keep PJ 15 Tucker. million for middleton yeah. no for tucker for yeah, pj yeah, you I'm keep him for 15. 15 middleton middleton get the fuck out of here come on that's crazy all right you, yeah you, you, you pay that yes you pay you, the you pay the 15 right so like let me let me so like let me let me let me let me take you inside my head right as the buzzer goes off. And when I started texting, man, he should get out of there. Because what I see happening, and, and getting out of there, is, it was a little extreme, but it was right after the game. But, I, but, but this is what I see happening. They run the same team back next year. They don't get anything done. That's my opinion. Says who? Me. That's wow. what, I, 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 me. I'm, what do you mean, why? Because outside of, outside of Boston, outside, outside of Boston, who's better than them in the East next year? Don't tell me Brooklyn. We don't know what the fuck's going no, on there. No, 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 no. Don't tell me Miami. We don't. That's another. And this year is the other. This is the already have health issues. And this is the other thing you're talking about. Philly? They won a lot of games. They won a lot of series. Man, I'm talking about this guy needs. This guy needs to win rings. He won one last year. I understand. Is this so? You're telling me this series is, is this series not different without with Middleton? Like to you, is this series not those stretches where they literally could not score? Yeah, I, I think it's different. I don't think they win. And I was on the Bucks. I I believed in the Bucks. I was on the Bucks. Yeah, I, I did too. And, and I had money on the Bucks. I lost yeah. money when the Bucks lost. Right. Me too. Yeah. After watching that whole series, I think if you add Middleton, I don't think they beat them anyway. I think there's huge spots where Middleton would have helped them out. But yeah, I don't. I mean, and, and again. Maybe not, right? Boston is playing fantastic. They have the best, not the best, to be honest, is still the best player in the series, but Tatum is 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 on his way. Brown's like they're, they're a really, really, really good team. 
But I don't think that that would cause me to, if I'm Giannis, to be like, yeah, I got to get the fuck out of here. Okay, listen, listen. Yes, listen. yes, let's rework this thing. Hey, look, let's rework this thing, right? Okay, maybe that's kind of where... Maybe, okay, maybe listen, a, Nick, maybe well, I, hold on. Maybe approach of letting guys tee off on threes and having having Brooklyn the pack in the paint with Lopez and all this stuff, maybe that's not the right strategy. Maybe we rethink this thing, right? But at the same time, maybe not, because we just won a championship last year. Okay. This is what, what I'm trying to say is I'm looking at two, three years down the road. Giannis is at the peak of his powers. I don't think he gets any. My gut feeling is that he doesn't get a really big dog, either free agency or whatever has to happen to come yeah. to Mo- to come to Milwaukee. I just yeah. because it hasn't because why? Because it's never happened. That's why. Yeah, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was a big get. That was a big get for them. Yes, I understand that, but you still need another guy. Okay. And Middleton's put it like this: if they had Giannis, Drew, and an actual killer, not Chris Middleton, that's a very loose. So, so, this is all a thinly veiled anti Middleton take. This all no, it's no, the whole time. That's what it is. No, it's not though. I mean, I, I, I guess it could be because I, because <laughs> well, because this is the thing, right? You're saying, oh, well, they they didn't have Middleton, eh? When he comes back next year, run it back, run the same guys back, go get some other shooters, and then they'll have a real chance of winning the championship next year. And I don't think that's and I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't think that's the I don't think that's the case. I think he's not old. Holiday's not old. Giannis is twenty seven. I think he needs. I think he needs. I he, (laughs) he needs more help. And I the bottom line is the reason I said. I think he should leave is because I think deep down, I don't know if anyone that that is the caliber of guy that he needs will come to Milwaukee. So that was my take on he needs to get out of there instead of running it back next year with the same team that I don't think will get it done because they got it done once in the last, what, three years? So you're talking about a superstar. Yes, I'm talking oh, about yeah, a super- yeah, because I mean they can go out and get guys that are gonna make you can get uh, well, yeah. I'm talking about you a can superstar, get maybe, of course. Like holiday to me, like is is a star. Right, not a superstar, obviously, but like they can get some stars. They can get some good players to come in there to play with Giannis. Dame I, 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 literally just said the other night on Twitter, "Yeah, I want to play with. I play with Giannis. If I can attach myself to anybody, be Giannis. Guys will come to Milwaukee. It doesn't matter. Guys will come. You can make some deals. This team, this team has the ability to make some deals. But if I'm yeah, I, I get, I understand at the core." what you're saying and it's what you've been saying and and i know a lot of times it's dressed up in like fuck middleton and let's make it funny and all that but at the core at its core you just don't like chris middleton you don't think you don't think you don't think he's that guy all right and you've been consistent in this approach right even when you bet against him and he had 55 (laughs) career high and he took me under like you've just been consistent in this anti-Middleton approach. That I understand. That is okay. It's okay to look at Chris Middleton and not love him, right? But I don't think you can be like, yo, this team, like, nah, you can't do it if this is your number two. I I, I just don't. Chris Middleton's not the number two. You can't sell me on that. He is He's not the number two. Chris Middleton's not. On the team. Wait, wait. So Chris Middleton's better than Drew Holiday? Yes. <laughs> better? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how you guys can say that. I don't even know how that's even a discussion. It's not even close for me. But if Chris if Chris Middleton wasn't ugly, would you say the same thing? Yes. His game is tra- <laughs> his game is ugly. I'm gonna tell you this, man. Listen. Like, like a Chris Middleton. What I'm, like- what I'm trying to avoid is Giannis 
in two or three years, then we're having this conversation like, hey, man, Giannis should probably get out of there. They're not going to – nothing's going to happen. I, they, the NBA does, situations does, are fluid. That's does that works. Does that team deserve another run at it? Sure. It's good enough right now. I don't think they I don't think they do anything. You and don't think it's good enough right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't think it's ever been I don't think it's ever been good enough. And then last year a lot of shit happened where they got they were able to get it done. But you can't say it was good. They got it done. So at the end of the day, you got it done. So you can't say it wasn't good enough if you got it done. You, you just can't. We can't we can't you can't put asterisks on the title. They won the I, fucking I, title. And I'm not putting asterisks on the title. But I'm saying if like the, the the way the league is trending and some of these young teams that are on the way, if they if they if Ooh. if if more dude fucking the Atlanta, Grizzlies worried about it. Dude, gonna go. Atlanta's gonna Give be the, better. Atlanta's dude. gonna be better. Boston's not going anywhere. Boston is the team. Yeah, Boston's not going anywhere. Atlanta's That's gonna be the only really team good. that I can say unequivocally is better than the Bucks that has a chance of being better than Milwaukee next year as presently I, I, constructed. I, nigga, I before know. they make any moves this summer. Miami, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, listen, if y'all are talking like Middleton come back healthy, Bucks going, Bucks got the East sewed up, and then they gonna be back in the finals. Mm, I don't right. know, my boy. That's that's like a very big stretch to me. So well, what this I'm is saying, way more pro Middleton than I ever want to be, but you're, you're you're crossing into slanderous territory here. Um, hey, man, I, I think. I think we're also forgetting that literally, like you said, Giannis was getting ready to leave. Budenholzer was going to get fired. He was going to be jobless. He was almost fired all playoffs. Listen. Last year, and, yes. and listen. And then some <laughs> shit, shit started rolling. Shit went right, and they won the title. But well, I like, let, let, that for a lot of things. No, no, though, but man. let's not block out what was happening. Like, they, <laughs> there was b- – bottom line is, I don't want to see Giannis stay in Milwaukee and then they play out Middleton's deal because they owe him 38 next year, 40 after that. And then three years from now, we're like, yeah, man, no one would come to Milwaukee. Giannis should probably get up out of there now if he wants some more rings. When I, and, and it's the same situation that we're talking in right now. So I'll leave it at this. I think he needs more help. If he can get someone to come to Milwaukee, a big, I'm talking about big help. A number, a real number two, where Drew could be the three. Drew is scoring reluctantly. He's taking I, I, 25, 30 shots reluctantly. You're he, looking for you're looking for like a one B, I think. You're not looking for like a two. You want like a one because because it's Giannis, you want like a one B. You want like like Harden needed or like Embiid needed Harden, right? Like a guy who can actually like be that we thought could be that guy. You you want you want like a one B. You want him to legitimately be with another guy who is of a, a damn near superstar level. And and they and he absolutely gets three or four more rings. You yeah. go get him a guy like that, he wins three to four rings. The guy so is fucking the guy is unstoppable when every when he has no help. Yeah. Like, so you go, yeah, that that's that's what I'm saying. We and also think, can't underestimate, I mean, and this kind of feeds into your point, how bad the rest of his squad played during this series too. You got nothing from Portis. They were terrible. You got Connaughton was playing his ass off, but he's still Pat Connaughton. You can only get so much from him. Um, yeah, it, it gets. But you pull Middleton out there and starts to get real shaky. I guess at the end of the day, probably the best thing for Giannis and just so he could stay in Milwaukee is they pack up Middleton for a killer. I I, I can't even imagine Gian, Giannis playing with like a Dame Lillard. It's fucking lights out. 
That's what I'm trying to tell you. And then you let Drew play defense. Literally, Drew is look. Remember how we were talking about people don't want to shoot? And like sometimes you're playing pickup and you're looking around like I'm not even a scorer, but I'm gonna have to shoot because no one on this team is gonna shoot. That's what that's what Jay Rue Drew Holiday was doing. He's like, man, I guess I'm gonna put up 30 shots because yeah, I'm a, I'm a there's no there's no buckets anywhere. And yeah. if you were watching that Boston series, and I know Boston's one of the best defensive teams in the league, them, mm-hmm. Dallas, whoever, there was just no baskets on Milwaukee. And I think you add Middleton, he would he would give you uh, he would be a uh, a big help, but he, I don't think he's putting you over the top. So stay tuned. We'll see. We'll see where it shakes. And um, yeah, man, I, I just would hate to Giannis to be there. And three, he, he basically was trending that direction. And we talked about it. Like we talked about it. If Giannis doesn't get a ring, it's like, man, is he going to leave? Budenholzer is gone, whatever. They get the ring. And I think a lot of fortunate things happen. And like you said, a lot of fortunate things happen for everyone, but there was a lot of shit going on. They almost didn't beat the Nets without Kyrie and fucking James. So, like, the, there, he, was just, he was hobbled. So, yeah. we'll see. But that that was my initial thought process on that was <laughs> get up out of town so you're not wasting year 28 and 29 of your career. The, the guy is literally at the peak of his shit right now. So, th- that's that's my thought. All right. Let's move over to uh, – we got to talk CP3 of the Suns collapse, yeah? Yeah. Hey, man, me and Big Nick the Quick were – I don't even know if bullish is the right word. We were all over in Phoenix all year. Yep. I was confident they were going to do their thing during the regular season. I was confident when they signed Chris Paul <laughs> that – it was going to be a huge difference maker. They were going to start winning a lot of ball games, and then that was going to transfer to, to playoff wins. And then it did. They went to the finals. And then this year, they came out like gangbusters. They got the taste of a defeat in the finals. And um, this would be the year they'd win the title. I thought it was a foregone conclusion they get to the they get to the finals. I thought they were going to run through the West because remember we talked and all year we talked about their biggest issue in the playoffs last year was lack of depth up in the in the in the front court, right? Um, and they go and get McGee and Biombo. I'm sorry, excuse me, three time NBA champion and gold medalist Javale <laughs> McGee and Bismack Biombo. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Javale. And I was like, oh, that's great, you know, because now these guys can spell Aiden for 10, 15 minutes a game, right? You know what I mean? Take them out. These guys know what they're doing. and They won't have to – remember last year they were playing Kaminsky in those spots after Sarge went down, and, you know, it was just a, it was a big clusterfuck as far as them having any bigs. I was like, cool. They come out this year like gangbusters, pick up right where they left off. Same thing like you talked about last year. It seems like anytime you put them on the screen, they're up 15, 20, playing beautiful basketball. Devin Booker has really – had really moved into that true number one, like, yo, I, I'm that guy role. Yeah. Like, he was trying to get that credit that he deserved. And, someone said, yeah. I read on Twitter that someone said Devin Booker carries himself like his dad is the AAU coach, like his dad's the head coach of the AAU squad. That's really, that's really <laughs> funny. That's great. It sure does. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, everything – talk about stars aligning. Like, everything was lined up for the Suns to really run through the West. You had the Lakers being down. You didn't have to worry about that. You know, the they get Warriors the thing. The Warriors thing was like, okay, they're going to meet the Warriors in the Western Conference, but we were finals, but we were all confident that they would be able to take care of business against the Warriors just because I, you know, I've told you all, I haven't been a huge believer in the Warriors thing all year. Yeah. Um, but man, 
Remember two weeks ago, we didn't go on last week, but two weeks ago during that Pelican series, you and I talked about and I told you, I was like, watching Phoenix in this series, even though they're winning and they're going to win this series, something's not right, right? Remember I told you, I was like, man, you watch the regular season and they were just smacking teams around. I was like, they're having a lot of problems with the Pelicans. And you were like, yeah, it might just be a matchup thing. And I think we both agreed, like, maybe yeah. it's just a bad matchup. Now that I look at it, man, that series was very telling for what was going to happen in this Dallas series for them, right? That just if you figured out how to knock them off their little their little poach or whatever that they were on and you rattled them a bit, they didn't really know how to react. And when you kind of start – and this, this kind of goes to some of the stuff that Pat Bev was saying yesterday, but when you kind of start peeling back the layers of that roster, it's like, yo, if we take CP out the game – and we commit to just making it really hard on Devin Booker, they actually don't really have anybody else that can get their own shot, right? It's like a very much like a really nice system, right? A really nice assembly line of things going on. And it's like, yeah, Cam Johnson available for threes, Bridges available for threes, Aiden's cleaning shit up. But all that is predicated on Booker playing well, right? And CP doing what CP does. Because if they're not, they kind of don't really know what to do. It's kind of my take on it. And I feel like Jason Kidd did a masterful job of knocking them off that kind of rocker right there, saying, hey, we're going to frustrate CP, and we're just going to clamp down on Devin and dare the rest of these guys to beat us, and they couldn't do it. And then, obviously, that turns into Game 7, which was just hey, – I look, man, I, I've watched a lot of sports, a lot of basketball, a lot of Game 7s, a lot of playoff matchups. I have never – and it was from the opening tip. I have never seen a team look that bad, that disorganized, that overmatched in a game seven, especially when it's at home. I mean, they were never, ever, ever in that game. I said in the second quarter, I was like, this is over. Yeah, you called me. I was like, this game is over. I was like, it's not like, it's not like, um, it's Nick, not like Dallas is doing some shit that can't, they can't do for the rest of the game. They weren't doing anything crazy. Nick called me. <laughs> Suns were down like, I think like 13 or 14. Second quarter. He's like, game's over. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, because I got tons of Suns. I got fucking Suns tickets falling out of my pocket. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm fucking, my fucking pocket is stuffed with Suns tickets. I'm like, what do you mean it's over? And like deep down, I'm watching this shit. I'm like, yeah, he's like, nah, bro, it's over. It was like, over. It was over. I'm like, <laughs> Nah, like you know, maybe they'll da, 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 whatever, and then yeah, he was Nick was dead. I was on. at it. I was like, it was oh, that game was over. I think like big... all the signs when they had like seventeen, and there's six minutes left in the second quarter. I'm like, yo, this is yeah. I mean, you you don't turn this around again. It's not like Dallas was coming up throwing up half court shots. Like sometimes you watch a game and you're like, all right, we gotta eventually things are gonna balance out, right? Like yeah. one team is just doing shit that you can't sustain for four quarters. Dallas wasn't doing anything unsustainable for four quarters. Phoenix was just playing like shit, and Dallas was seizing on the opportunity. I think, too, that the the thing that was hurting the Phoenix Suns as well was the a lot of these possessions, Luka was just stripping them butt naked and getting a bucket. And it was like – they were like demoralizing possessions. Yeah. Like – Here's literally here's an ISO every time down, and we'll just switch defenders with whoever we want. Like, oh, Dinwiddie, you want to go ISO? Devin, no problem. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Here's Luca. 
he's going to ISO whoever he wants. This man, Luca, I know it's nothing new to anybody, and it's something that we've been talking about forever. This fucking guy is a complete and absolute killer, cutthroat assassin. And enjoys it. And enjoys it and laughs at you. And t- He was talking the whole game. When he was laughing at Book in the first quarter, I was like, oh, yeah, no. Nah. First possession. Oh, Aiden, he, Aiden, 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 I'm sorry. Aiden, first yeah. possession, he <laughs> jumper and looked at the crowd like, this is going to be a long night for y'all. Like, I'm ready off, off rip. So I think he stripped them butt naked a bunch, and so did Dinwiddie, and they were demoralizing baskets. And for as much as I love Devin Booker, there wasn't a, even a stretch where he was like, give me the ball on the wing. Like, this is not – this shit ain't – whatever we're doing is not working. Give me the ball on the wing. Let me go to work. It was a lot of, like, looking around of, like, man, what are we going to do here? What do we do? And it was never – for a guy like Devin, I want to see him – At least, I don't I don't even care if he goes – he she misses – Five straight jumpers on the like over thirty. Just try to take over at least a little. Like his team was especially at that point. You're already dire, dire need of like dire someone to calm them down, get the crowd back into it, and hit a couple jump shots. And it just never came. And they looked out of sorts, like you said. So shout out, shout out Dallas man, and Din and Dinwiddie coming out of the fucking woodwork and scoring what what do you have 28 or something yeah, like that yeah and he'd been playing was he'd been playing years. like shit yeah <laughs> so for him to your, come your out boy, of the woodwork and fill it up was crazy your boy launcher from three sean's guy reggie bullock oh so reggie bullock got the straps they got, <laughs> hey, they got straps over there yeah, reggie bullock, reggie bullock, bullock always reliable dorian <laughs> finney smith bertans even hit a couple and then if dinwiddie's hitting jumpers let's forget about it Man, and and they could go out and let Luca get a couple <laughs> minutes off the floor and let Brunson basically be low level Luca and go ISO drive and dish and get his own shot. I mean, they're they're if, and if you want to know who I'm rooting for to win the title now is the Dallas Mavericks. Well, and like the thing I fucking I hope like, they go and win everything. The thing that I like and it's been kind of a theme this playoffs is some of these head coaches that have the balls to say, I'm going to shut down one guy and dare everybody else to beat us, right? You saw it in the first round series of Boston against KD, right? Belka said, hey, look, Kyrie, uh, uh, what's my man, Bruce Brown, whoever else on this team, you guys go ahead, do what yeah, you got to do. <laughs> Kevin Durant will not beat us, right? You saw it in the last round. You saw uh, Milwaukee, I'm sorry, Boston did the same thing with Giannis, right? We're just going to load up on Giannis and dare other guys to beat us. You saw it in this series. J-Kid at some point, especially in Game 7, said, hey, they even said that after. They said, they said no, no Devin Booker, no Booker. Anybody but Booker. Bridges, you want open shots. Cam Johnson, you want open shots. Aiden, you want open shots. It doesn't matter. Anybody but Booker. You got to have the heart to do that. Again, we talk about with Nick Nurse all the time and Giannis Wall. You got to have the heart to leave other guys open because they can't beat you, right? Let me and ask you, can, you, can you, can you do right. that to Dallas? We can trans. We could transition right into the Western Conference Finals. Can yeah. you do that with Dallas? Do you no, just be, double? Be, Luca's playmaking is so elite that it, it, you're running spooky. some issues. Yeah, that's the problem. When you have a guy that's at that level of a playmaker, and that's not to say that Durant, Giannis, 
and those guys and Devin Booker are great, but Luca is an elite level playmaker and the team is kind of structured for that where it's just the shooters are going to be there. So yeah, you can, if Brunson and Dinwiddie play, he's also got other ball handlers, right? So it makes it a little bit easier when that right. guy has other ball handlers, he can get the ball, he can get the ball to, and you've got to respect who has the ball, right? So because you can play Luca off the ball, on the ball, all over, it's going to be interesting to see if they can do that. So you can, but I think Luca's skill set makes that a little bit more difficult to do. Um, but I just love the strategy, man. I think that I think you can't give Jay Kidd enough credit for how he coached that series. Whether it was getting Chris Paul to foul out in Game Three with a whole bunch of little tricks, right? Because again, Jay Kidd looks at Chris Paul and is like, "All that shit you been that you do, I was doing it before you, right? Like all that heady shit." All that shit that other motherfuckers out on the court might not recognize that you're doing. Believe you me in the huddle and in practice, I'm telling my team exactly what you're doing, right? Because you're, you're taking my blueprint of wise old vet point guard moves. So don't you're not you're not pulling the wool over my eyes, right? So I'm going to confuse you, right? I know you're 37. I'm going to do different things to take you out the game. I'm going to frustrate you. You've been frustrated since you had to deal with Alvarado, for being honest. Jose Alvarado deserves a, if the Mavs get to the finals, Jose Alvarado deserves a piece of that new Western Conference finals trophy they got. Because he, he got <laughs> he Chris Paul off his rocker about two weeks ago. And Chris, CP ain't been the sense since Alvarado came from behind him and stole that ball. Has not been, has not been the same man. So, um, yeah, they, they not, I man, I just think the game plan was great. And then you have, a, and you add a transcendent player with that, right? It all comes down, like, you have the greatest game plan. If the guys can't execute, it doesn't matter. They're executed. And he adjusted. When Dinwiddie and Brunson and those guys were struggling the first two games, he kind of readjusted what he's going to do here, right? How do you feel about the series? Warriors are minus 225. Dallas is plus 185 to win the West. Yeah, I think this is – I think I, I, I really like Dallas, but I, I it, at some point, like, if the Warriors got this far, I was going to say, bitch, I got to pick the Warriors. And at this point, I, I'm, I, I would have to pick the Warriors. Though that – that 55, they struggled a lot against Grizzlies, Memphis, right? Um, and got blown out one game. But still, they just got too many players. I just, I, I'm just interested to see when Dallas slows this motherfucker down and they got to play all half court. When Dallas slows down who? Just the game in general. You think when they try to slow down the Warriors? Yeah. Most of them try to slow down Steph Curry for the past eight years and it hasn't worked. Yeah, but it's still it's still a lot. It's still a little, this. You start getting run off the floor in Golden State when you let Jordan Poole and all these dudes run the fast break and they're running all over the place. <laughs> yeah, right. So I think Dallas is obviously going to try to slow it up, and then they're going to run. It's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of half court stuff going on. And I think if they could grind them into a half court all the time, it could get really interesting. The, this dude Luke is unstoppable, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like flat out. And I know we always make fun of him, and I kind of brought this up last time. I make fun of him a lot for being out of shape, and I think he could still be in better shape. But even I told you this when I talked to you on the phone the other day. Maybe he doesn't want to lose any of that size. He uses his body. He uses his body so well. He moves people around. I'll never forget when they were playing the Clippers, and he flat out moved Kawhi out the way. I said, oh, my God. this I don't even think I've ever seen that before in my life. He know, moved. Yeah. He just flat out moved Kawhi Leonard out the way, like like a little drop step, bodied him, and just moved him out the way and laid it up, and then looked at him and yelled and shit. And I'm like, damn, 
And I love that shit, by the way. Also, yeah. this guy talks so much shit. He does talk. Oh, he talks every, he he talks every play. So, well, and Booker and them were talking, and the Suns were talking a lot of big shit in that series, too. Booker's talking shit to the fans. He's talking shit to all these other guys. So, I mean, I love that Luca responded. And as he was busting their ass, it wasn't like straight face. He's talking shit. He's enjoying it. He's laughing. You know what I mean? He's getting his teammates involved. So, yeah, he, he is a killer. And unlike last year, I think the reason we were so critical is you had the data last year, right? That episode, you had the data where in the fourth quarters, he was slowing down like crazy, right? His numbers were falling off considerably in the fourth quarter. He was clearly gassed in fourth quarters, and it was affecting his team. I think this year, obviously, he came into the season a little bit heavy, started off a little bit slow, but it's not affecting him like it was last year, man. He's still effective in the fourth quarter He's when got they get there. Too. Yeah. Um, they obviously didn't need the fourth quarter in game seven because they were already so far ahead of them. But, yeah, I mean, if, if he's able to maintain it, cool, he can get in better shape. I don't need him to come out here looking like LeBron, right? Like, that's just a different level. But you look at what happened. Like, Harden's a great example. Eventually, your body kind of hits that wall, yeah. right? Like, you're, you're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s. You know what happens, man. Like, even, even non-athletic people, it's just like, yo, there's a, mark, there's a <laughs> yeah. difference between – 25 and 35 like absolutely right eventually it takes a little bit longer to get out of bed takes a little bit longer to recover like whatever it might be um so like eventually i think it's going to matter but for right now he's just out there hooping he's playing himself into shape and it's effective i'm right? excited so to see that. i'm excited to see what happens falling down yeah if you can get through these last two rounds without uh you know falling down he's good to go so i will I, say I'm, I'm with it and the I nba hey, the nba is not playing anymore either They're, hey you're off on tuesday you play on sunday you're off on Monday, you play on Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, we're not yeah. giving no yeah, more yeah. breaks in these series. Yeah. We're getting our money. <laughs> so we got a – what's it's today? A Tuesday, right? We got a game tonight. Miami, so, like, Miami, yo, Boston. we were off yesterday, right? Took took the night Monday. off. <laughs> these boys play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, it's, it, like, it's, if, it's if necessary. But, like, for example, it goes – if all if the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference both go seven games, th- we get a game. They play every other day till May thirtieth. Yeah. If, they, if if both series were to go seven games, they play every other day till May thirtieth. So yeah, like you're saying, it's a game every night, and every they night, game the night yesterday, and then here here we go. I'll, I'll say this: I'm excited. Need that travel day in the PJ. Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see the Mavs. I um man, I would love for them to win the whole shit. I'm gonna be. I'm rooting now that all my all my horses is all my all my horses are are dead and gone for the most part. Dog. I got a li- I got a little bit of money on the Warriors, but I don't. Can even- we can, can we have a quick moment of silence for our futures bet? Because I know the way that I felt. I, so I yeah. had a Bucks futures to win the finals ticket, and I had a Suns to win the finals. We got ticket. them early like, too. We got good ass like, prices. It was crazy, and yeah. I was like, oh, it's gonna be Milwaukee versus Phoenix. So this is like I've never felt more confident in money. Like literally, I told you the other day. I was like, I already spent this money mentally. Like I was already like, yeah, this is this is easy, man. Yeah, hey, I, 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 I think Ethan made a, a good point in the comments. He said, Luca, DFS, and Bullock on Steph, Clay, and Poole, They'll guard them better. They'll they'll guard them better than them. Talking about Memphis, I'm assuming. How do you feel about that? I mean, Dallas is a really good defensive team. They're all does really it, big. Does anybody guard Steph well? I mean, like, yeah. the thing with Steph, it's like you can play the best defense. If he starts getting on that, he doesn't need – the margin of error when guarding Steph Curry is so small because he doesn't need that much space to, or time to get his shot off. 
So you can play the we've seen a million times to play the perfect defense on him. He slips, boom, it's over with. So I mean, like, yeah, I I I I get where you're coming from on that, but shut down like pool and clay, like yes, for sure. I think the little um <laughs> the question is who guards Lucas and Dre? Is it Wiggins? Do you throw a combination of Dre, Wiggins, Kaminga? Like, do you try to bully them with size? No. Like the, like the Kaminga, the Kaminga <laughs> no. and Draymond? Dude, if you, you try, try to, to bully him, to... he's going to shoot 20 fucking free throws. So you have Wiggins on him, who you don't know if he's going to bring his heart to the game or not. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I, I'm, I'm interested to see. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do because I don't know what you what you send at him. I don't Luka know. Luka versus Steph is going to be great. Yeah, it should be it should be a lot of fun. That's what I'm rooting for. I I will say this: I'm probably going to take the Warriors minus five in Game One tomorrow, um, and then kind of see where I'm at. Rocking in the not the Oracle whatever from it's there. Called, though. Yeah, but I think I'm going to take that for Game One minus five. Let the let the Mavs actually realize that they're in the Western Conference Finals, and then I think the series will will, will kick off. So I'm going to take the Warriors in Game One minus five all tomorrow. So all right, let's talk Boston. Let's talk Jason Tatum. Let's talk the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, the Heat are back. Jimmy Butler's back. Spolstra. Spolstra orchestrated it just like he wanted to. Um, And he's doing it all without a big money guy in Duncan that hasn't been playing. Tyler Hero took a huge step. I wonder if he expected that out of Hero, or did he just kind of a third way, a third of the way through the year was like, man, I think I man, I got a real. Oh, killer I think here. they did. I think I think we have to go back, and, I, and you really got to cut that Hero, that Hero clip that you had. The clip, you, explained, I mean, you explained the evolution of Young Tyler. Yes, <laughs> that, and then like it's been, it's been a hell of a ride the last couple of years. And he, <laughs> he just had to kind of get used to his. Like it is true though. Like yo, dude's life changed overnight. One hundred percent. Was just a guy, and then all of a sudden he's the man in South Beach. Like, it's a lot, man. Yeah, he's just he's just a kid from Milwaukee, man. It's a lot. No, look, man. I think um, first off, amongst all the talk of Jason Tatum, amongst all the talk of Luka Doncic, amongst all the talk of Steph Curry, and uh, all these other guys, flying under the radar is the playoffs that Jimmy Butler has had for the Miami Heat. Yeah. You need 40, I'm get it no for you. No problem. <laughs> you need defense, I'm going to get it for you. You need me to scowl, I'm going to do that for you. Like, Jimmy Butler has been fantastic in these playoffs. If you watch how he came out the other night in the closeout game, in the first quarter, he was like, we're, de- we're ending this in the first quarter. I don't, I don't, I want these extra days off. I'm seeing what's going on over there. Yeah, he was Dallas hooping in the first quarter. Yeah, in the first, he came out and said, let's, let's just put this away. That's like true leadership too, right? Like, hey, guys, I'm going to set the tone for y'all. And we're going to put these boys away because I really don't want to have to play another game in this series. Like, under no circumstance. I need the rest. I'm chilling. Like, let me do my thing. Um, and he's just been kind of leading them, man. And, like, putting in really, 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 really good performances, right? Like, Jimmy's the kind of guy who, like, yeah, he is a top scorer. But, like, it's not like Tatum or these other guys are, like, that's what he's coming out looking to do every game. He does kind of have to find his games where it's like, I had to die. I have to go for 40. And he kind of does that. So he kind of takes what they need. Um, but I feel like people forget, like, yo, he is capable of doing that. Like, this is an all-NBA type player. This is a guy who led them to the finals before. This is a guy who's capable of turning in those same type performances as some of these other guys that we like talking about. But because we get so wrapped up in heat culture and all that, we almost kind of forget that, like, 
they do have a guy. Like a guy you have to worry about, <laughs> a guy you have yeah. to look out for, right? Culture be damned, like Jimmy Butler is there and, and, and he's available to do that type of thing. So I just when we were when I was thinking about what we were gonna talk about today, I was like, man, we gotta give Jimmy Butler his credit because again, in, in, in the midst of all these other great performances and a lot of these breakout things, and Jimmy doesn't really say a lot, so it's just kind of like, you know, he's flown under the radar. But Jimmy's been leading them and uh, they've been smacking people around and the Miami Heat obviously. It's going to be a tough series, man, because they're not going to be scared of Boston, right? Spo is going to understand exactly what they need to do every game. They're going to have a great game plan. It just comes down to whether or not they're going to be able to execute and do what they need to do. I'm not I'm not worried about Miami coming in there and laying an egg or being overmatched or anything like that. Um, but it is going to be a tough series. I think you talk about teams wanting to slow it down. That's what Miami is going to try to do. Yeah. Like instantly slow it down. You know what I mean? Totals two hundred four tonight. Yeah, so exactly. slow that'll down. that'll tell you everything. <laughs> slow, you need to slow it down. Yeah, that's the lowest number <laughs> I've seen in quite a while. Two hundred four NBA game in a long time. Game two hundred four. Two hundred four. That's I can really see it. Low. I can see it. To ninety eight, ninety six. Yeah, like yeah, one hundred. Jimmy, Jimmy goes ten for twenty four. 10 so 204 so 204 so I'm, so that means if it's 204 and the spreads minus one and a half heat or minus one and a half minus 115 so that means the heat team total is like 102 yeah is yeah they're like it's like 101 101 and a half and then Boston's team total is 99 and a half so if you like Boston tonight I would take a look at the over the team total of like 99 or 99 and a half or whatever it is. That is so low. That's crazy. I mean. But Miami's been doing that all playoffs. Both. Their their games have been in the the high 90s or the low on. They did to Philly. They slowed Philly. Philly couldn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Philly Philly could not do, and we could talk about James and all that other shit, but at its core, Philly couldn't do anything against those guys. Yeah. Like, just couldn't, couldn't do anything. Joel got off a few games, but they really consistently for four quarters could not do anything against those guys. Yeah. It's a shame. Joel didn't get to play off all the games and miss those first two, but do you think it would have mattered? Probably. In Miami. Yeah. Once they, I mean, it was two, two. And then once they lost that other, that game five and then had to go to, and then they were on an elimination section and they just couldn't, it was too much pressure for them. They just kind of folded up. Like, there yeah, was too much. They just, folded up. Yeah, they yeah that, absolutely, they just they absolutely, absolutely folded, folded up. up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely so. folded up. Folded up last year. Folded up this year. Yeah, and but Miami also do that. Too. I think that like, man, it's it's hard because you know exactly what Miami's going to try to do, and if they're able to do it, they win the series. Like it's really that simple to me. Like you know what they're trying to do. They're going to try to slow it down. They're going to keep the game in the nineties. They're not going to. They're going to be physical with Tatum. You know, I mean, this is going to be a, a huge P.J. Tucker series. A, this is why P.J. Tucker came to the Miami Heat. Yeah, This is a P.J. Tucker series because they are going to need him to do P.J. Tucker things to Jason Tatum. I'm interested really to see who record. Jimmy checks. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to kill him on the defensive end because you need him on offense. So you need him on offense, right? So He's probably on Jalen. But you need him to check still. Yeah. I mean, Everybody's going to need to check. Yeah, they'll switch it up between PJ Tucker and Jimmy Butler on 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 Tatum, but that's why you have Tucker. Remember, Tucker was playing those entire finals games last year, taking one shot. Yeah, 
Because yes. he's just in there just locking folks up. Like, yo, just go in there. Corner threes, if it's open, fine. If not, just go in there and just, like, play physical. Like, establish that presence. Make it so people don't want to play against us. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that, that was a huge – when you talk about what Miami likes to do and how they want to play and the attitude and quote-unquote heat culture, B.J. Tucker is the perfect guy for that. Low maintenance, understands his role. I'm interested to see how it shakes because Miami's going to play a lot better – wing defense than Milwaukee way better way better like Grant Williams is not going to be getting those looks you mean in Boston yeah 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 Milwaukee they're not going to be getting those open looks Grant Williams and those type of dudes no that's not going to happen Grant Williams enjoy your moment but that's not happening it's the yeah, heat exactly so <laughs> it's not happening on Biscayne Biscayne Bay I'm interested to see this game. <laughs> I'm interested to see how it uh, how it all shakes. I might be able to get out to Miami for a game. Actually, I think Jared's gonna hook it up. Our boy works for up. the ticket office for Miami. I got to do all these things before you know shit gets real out here for me. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to. I might try to sneak down there. Even if, I think game five is on a Wednesday. Game six is on a Friday. So I'm gonna try to get to one of those in and out. Go down to Miami, catch catch Tatum, Butler playoff hoops, and then come back. Do, so, I got a question. Do yeah. you think? Do you think it's? T- I mean, I know everybody's locked in the playoff series, but do you think that the Miami that does play a part of it? Like, guys, are, is it hard to sit in your hotel room, Miami? Oh, well, I mean? Yeah, because you're gonna be there for days at a time. So much out there. Yeah, it's just like man. Yeah, I mean, just walking around all over the place. Boston like, yeah. is they. Like Marcus Smart, I don't think would let that shit happen. All Al Horford wouldn't let that shit go down. Yeah, like that's the thing about like Kibana out there. That, that, hold on. No, but I mean, <laughs> hey, you go back to the yeah, you in the hotel room with it. It's a little different than being out in the street. Yeah. Um. But stay yeah. The hotel. I, yeah. Don't be <laughs> I guess the moral of the story is stay at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing, nothing good. Nothing good. Go to dinner. Go go back to the hotel. Yeah, bring that's a lady it. or whatever you got to do that keeps you inside. But like, yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that's a big thing for Memphis too. Like, they're gonna grow up, they're gonna get older. But yeah, I, I would. My guess <laughs> is Al Horford, yeah, that's true. You and got Marcus like Smart Horford. gonna keep that shit super tight. And Udoka seems boring enough that he's definitely you know a guy. I, I I put it in the group chat the other day. I like him as a coach. That guy literally has the personality of this fucking table that I'm recording. <laughs> Yeah, he, has, he seems like he's a, kind of a little bit of a serious dude. He, he bagged me along, though, so I know he might have something going for him. Yeah, but. yeah. He doesn't say much. I feel like that. Doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't say really, much. He it's doesn't like very, really. very, very – he's always wearing that dumbass mask, too. Yeah, he doesn't even express it too, too <laughs> it much. He always, no yeah, now that it. you say that, I don't even know if I've ever seen his – it's always, like, half down. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, what are you wearing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what are you, just like, like, give it up, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> – yeah, we'll see. I think I'm. I can't wait to see. This wasn't the the conference finals on each side I was expecting, but it's a lot of intrigue to see if Miami can can get back. And I I can't wait to watch Luca. Luca must see TV every night. He's that special of a talent. I've never ever been so wrong about a guy. I was talking big shit about Luca. I'm not gonna. I won't hide it. I'll be. I'll be real. I was like, yeah, I'm good off of Luca. I would take Trey or whoever else before I took Luca, and I was wrong. That dude is a killer, flat out, point blank. However you wanna, however you wanna organize it. But yeah, man, can I uh, giving enough love to the Warriors? 
or is it like is it like Warriors fatigue? Um, I maybe like we haven't talked about the Warriors really like all year. Maybe. I mean, they're good. I'm, 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 I'm just rooting for the. Need to be explained. I'm just rooting for the Mavs now. So Fair it enough. is. It is what it is. There, I think. Uh, I think I'm rooting for the Miami Heat. Clay, yeah, you rooting for the Heat? Yeah, I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy getting the ring would be awesome. Yeah, Jimmy getting the ring would be amazing. <laughs> <That's pretty> <laughs> he <laughs> would have so, ma- so much. Like, yeah. Dude, he would have so many fuck yous for so many people. <laughs> oh it would God. be insane. Yeah, it would be insane. He <laughs> would carry himself like yeah. He would just. He just yeah. He literally <laughs> might get up and like <laughs> J- Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech it <laughs> yeah. like after the title. Yeah, he might do like, you remember, you remember dude? Yeah, like fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like straight up. He <laughs> might really do that. Fuck you, guard packs. Fuck you guys. Facts. You know I mean? He really <laughs> might do that. It's like, oh yeah, y'all remember that? Yeah, remember that? Tobias hey, Harris. Yeah. Fuck remember you. Remember when he said brother Tobias and shit when he's walking yeah. out the tunnel? Like Tobias Harris over me? Yeah. Did you see that clip? Uh, exactly after they, after they beat Philly. Yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, Tobias so Harris, Harris over me. Over me? <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I could see it would be awesome if he got a ring. I'll fuck with Jimmy the long way. I love so. Jimmy. Yeah, we yeah. love Jimmy Butler on the yeah, I love podcast. Jimmy Butler. I love so. Jimmy Butler, man. Keep that you. goes without saying. So. <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested to see if he who he checks and um if Tatum can keep this shit up. He's been going crazy. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that as well. I'm excited to see how Spolstra attacks that. I'm excited to see. Now I will say this: Boston's been really good the last six months. Yeah, yeah. five months. Yep. But this, this, like, just go back to Milwaukee. Some of the performances they've gotten have been amazing. So I'm just, like Al Horford, Horford Grant Williams, and then all, of, and then Tatum scoring 46. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm interested to see how that carries well, over because Grant Williams will never shoot 18 threes again in his life. So. <laughs> right. So they hey, 18 open threes too. I so, love that he took them though. Hey, he's wide open. He's wide open. He's a fine <laughs> every single time. Let him fly. And Udoka's like, yep, yeah, keep going, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, is Horford gonna have that big of an impact dealing with? Um, you still owe him apologies, man. You were so slanderous to Al Horford <laughs> for so many years. And he just, yeah, he just, was. Keep, he just keeps was. playing effective basketball. Yeah, he just uh, that's, that's a good way to put it. Effective <laughs> yeah, hoops. plays effective basketball. Effective like you love him on your team. You'd like, he yeah, looks really him. he he looks sensational against Milwaukee. Yeah. Just like running the floor. He knows what he's supposed to know. He's crashing the boards. Yeah. He's tip dunking shit. Like yeah, he played really, really well. Al so Horford's I, made a bunch of money in this league, and now he just wants his ring. He's going to do whatever it takes. And he's just – I know you know Udoka loves him. It's just like, yeah, yeah, go, I get it. And he's a smart player too. Like yeah. he understands what they're trying to do out there and does his job and doesn't doesn't do anything more or anything less. So, uh, you know, you got to respect that. Game one tonight, Miami-Boston. Miami minus one and a half, minus 115. Totals 204. Money line for Miami's minus 125 as well. Game is at 7.30 Central Standard Time. Make sure you tap in. Ben, quick. anything else before we get out of here? Pat Bev. Oh, Pat Bev. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, okay. I almost forgot about Pat. I was getting ready to <laughs> sign off. All right, yeah, Pat Bev goes on first take. Let's Wait, so take. I, I, I texted you in the morning, right? Because yeah. I'm, just, I'm just watching. I happen to be watching Get Up, and Pat Bev is on. Yeah. And he's just he, – he I wonder when off. they booked him, by the way. I have so so I had like one of those tweets where it was like 
ESPN producer's like, hey, Pat, we'd love to have you call in tomorrow. And he's like, I'm already I'll at the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, no, Pat Bass, I'm already at the studio. I'm already Pat, at the The airport. back door was unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> so I text Sean, I'm like, hey, bro, Pat Bath is on Get Up just talking reckless. Little did I know this would this would be like a full like 24-hour day of Pat Bath on the ESPN airwaves. But, man. I understand some people took it seriously. A lot of people getting upset. Dave Little was feeling a certain type of way. For me, this shit is all entertainment, right? Like, we talk about it with our shit. Like, I don't need to hear X's and O's. I don't need to hear advanced statistics. Show me the fun shit. That's why I like Stephen A. You know yeah. what I mean? Just show me people are going to have a good time. I want to see the debate. Pat Bev comes on ESPN yesterday and airs out grievances. <laughs> Yeah. He wasn't there for analysis. They're asking him who's going to win the game. He's like, what game? I'm, I'm going to tell you how I feel about Chris Paul. He's not that guy. No yeah. one fears him. When I go to Phoenix, I'm out at State 44 the night before. Nobody's worried about the Phoenix Sun. Just come in with slander for all of his enemies on ESPN. Then he takes the first take, which you already know what that's going to be. And shout out J.J. Redick, man. Like I like J.J., but J.J.'s a very serious man. Like, JJ's a very serious guy, right? Like, he, he takes this very seriously. Yeah. Um, it was just great, man. Like, it is why I watch TV. It's why I watch First Take. I thought it was brilliant. Anybody who's, like, up in arms about it, like, straighten up a little bit, man. Have some fun. Or loosen up a little bit. Have some fun. I thought it was epic. I didn't agree with anything you said, really. But I thought Yeah. The fact that he went up there... And was dead ass serious and had no interest in like, you know, some of these guys try to get their media on. They had Stoudemire on the other day. Shout out to Mari. Um, you know, trying to get his media on. Pat Bev was just like 100% and just saying shit. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. I don't know how you thought about it, but I thought it was Yeah, no, shit. I thought it was, um, it was very clear on what he was up there to do. Oh, yeah. He just wanted to get takes <laughs> off his chest and how he felt about <laughs> how he felt. players, how yeah. he felt about it. And then if, the the in behind closed doors league takes aligned he would let you know that as well it's like don't even talk we don't even talk about the guys that you're mentioning like stop bringing those dudes up like when he brought up grace but it was even behind closed doors takes because even dame was like who who died and made you like that guy like this is how yeah. you feel like i don't even know if it was like that's the thing at first i'm like oh these are behind closed doors take but as he kept going i'm like no this is straight this might just how, be pat Beth. how pat Bev feels about this situation like you want me to you want to bring me on for color i'm gonna give you color the like, worst thing <laughs> the the most ridiculous shit he said was when he was talking about james harden oh, super he's duper like, max he's like oh yeah james harden's i'm giving him anything he wants super duper max any team Dog. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he don't deserve the Supermax. He deserved the Super Duper Max. That's he was just why. campaigning for his guy. He was campaigning <laughs> for his guy. He fucks with, he fucks with James Tough. So, yo, James, <laughs> James must have took, James must have took good care of Pat Bev out in, in that's, Houston. That's, that's what, that's I what it like, is. Yeah, James is going to make sure that some, some GMCs that's like, yeah, maybe we should pay James Harden. And yeah. then he's like, yo, Chris Paul just gets calls all day. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he should have he he found out. Yeah. He, no, what, yeah. If I had to guess, James and Pat Bev had a great time in, in Houston, and he took care of him everywhere they wonderful went. Wonderful time. And, and they, did, they had a great relationship. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to hear no slanderous no. talk about James Harden. So I go, I go out to Max. the steak dinner the night before, and we play Chris Paul. Yeah, so like, <laughs> he doesn't like Chris Paul, and – 
I think this is where a lot of and I, hey, and Pat Bev is not the only guy that thinks like this. I don't care if it's in the league or out of the league or the barbershop. A lot of people think Chris Paul's antics are to take take away from his overall legacy, Absolutely. and they and they hold that against him. And Pat Bev is one hundred percent one of those guys. He doesn't respect Chris Paul because of how he handles himself on the court. And yep. he doesn't want to hear about point God and yeah, this, that, that, and bullshit. the third. And why does he deserve a title more than anyone else? And people calling him the point God, but he hasn't really done shit. And the way he carries himself on the court is out of control. That's basically what Pat was saying in so many words. So, yeah. And there's a lot of people that feel like that. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've been in the group chat with you or other people and been like, what is Chris doing, man? What are we doing here? Like, why are we doing this? To the last five games. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not even talking about hooping stuff. I'm talking about getting a getting an inbound pass in the backcourt and trying to draw a foul on Jalen Brunson. Like, what are we doing? Well, and, he's like, been, and he's been doing stuff like that for years. So I think that is uh, a lot of what Pat Bev was saying. He doesn't he doesn't like him, and that's doesn't why. like him. Doesn't and like the Phoenix Suns. Period. Doesn't yeah. like the love that the Suns get. Doesn't understand it. Yeah, thinks they, thinks they won some regular season games. He, he called them fraudulent, flat fraudulent. out, fraudulent, and, and stayed on that horse the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I will say this: I saw a lot of people like posting Pat Bev's numbers and whatnot. Look, man, Pat Bev has Irrelevant. been a starter, a starter in the NBA the last nine years on consistently good teams, like a play, a starter in the NBA on playoff teams, an important player. He's not a scorer. I get it. He's like a guy averaged seven points. He played thirty minutes a game. Like, consistently employed on good teams starting. So he has an opinion, and his opinion matters, right? He's not a 30-point scorer. I get that, but that that it's not like he's a bum. Like, Pat Beverly is consistently employed on good teams starting. So he has the right to have that opinion. Yeah, he always I, I, just, playoffs. He said he I just love that it was unfiltered. He was going at Stephen A, making Stephen A uncomfortable, like, going at everybody, going at Molly, going at JJ. Him and JJ were getting into it. Which I loved. Look, man, I, I just love it. I think I think we've talked about it here before. I love first take. I love Stephen A. Smith. I love uh, I love what they've done with that show. As far as once they removed, remember he fired Max. Everybody's like, damn, he fired Max. And he's like, in order for this show to make it, we gotta have like real debate and all these crazy. He brings on Mad Dog. Mad Dog says all types of crazy shit for three hours. I don't know if you ever watched the Mad Dog episodes. They're insane, but it's yeah. great. It's high level entertainment, man. Larry Bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you about us. Uh, well, what are you guys talking about? Bill Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about <laughs> Dr. Mickey J. Mickey Mantle is the greatest second baseman. <laughs> 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 All types of craziness. And it's just entertaining, man. And I'm here to be entertained. And again, I don't need to hear analysis. I don't need to hear all that other boring shit. Bring Pat Bev on and let him cook. Yeah, that's what Bring they did. Bring Pat Bev on and let him cook. Pat threw on the white polo and was just like, yo, I'm getting these takes off. I'm getting up. I'm a warm, and I love how they warmed him up on Get Up, and then say, "Hey, go to first take and really just let it rip." Yeah, he like, probably got warmed up himself. He's like, "Man, I don't yeah. know if I went hard enough." Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta really go. I think he's back today too. So I thought it was great. Again, I don't have to agree with what you're saying, but am I entertained? Yes, I was thoroughly <laughs> entertained the entire day, <laughs> and on Twitter afterwards with all the clips cut up. I was yeah. thoroughly entertained. So Shout I thought it was Pat great, man. man. I love, I love to see them do that with like. Bring Jimmy Butler on, uh, get on first take and let him start talking shit. Yeah, I mean, especially active players brings a whole different dynamic. Active players are beasts. 
Yeah. After, bring on PJ Tucker. These guys, man. Bring on these guys who don't give a fuck. Yeah. Pat Bam might just be the perfect guy because he's such like a little irritant and just doesn't really care. But yeah, bring on all these guys, man. I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. I, 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 I thought I it was it. highly entertaining. Bring on Durant. Yeah, bring on KD. He won't even do Yeah, Bring on all these guys, man. Bring on Brock. <laughs> bring on Brock. Why is Brock not doing first? Nah, Brock not saying. Brock be, be, be a snooze fest. You think Brock's too, too, too calculated? Brock would be a snooze. Did, did you, if He just did a Q&A on yeah. his Twitter, I think yesterday. If yeah. you go through the thread, he doesn't answer any interesting questions, basically. He answers like someone asked him GameCube or N64. He's like, N64. Like he was like those, those he was answering. He's too, I've he's too seen, corporate. He's too. Yeah. I'm trying to buy a team. Like he's not gonna. He, he no. Nah, he's not gonna be in a position where yeah. someone's gonna ask him some shit, and he's gotta. He's just gonna be deflecting I've, and doing. I've all only seen him like on. So I've heard it like a couple times. One time on like that old road trip and podcast they had. They had one where they were interviewing him and Kyrie, and yeah. LeBron was drunk. Oh, um, they were like, on the plane, right? Yeah, they're on the plane. It was like clear. It was like LeBron. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, like you know, like super cool. And then a couple of times on the shop, he's been kind of like you know, dropped the facade. But I think you're yeah. right. If he comes on TNT or some shit like that, he's gonna be very like, dude. First take. Yeah, yeah. Who do you bring on? You got like who would be the best current NBA player to bring in there and have him like really. Jimmy, Jimmy Jimmy would be a really good one. And you can't you can't stand up like oh this guy can't talk about shit because he's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy might not give a fuck. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy might start saying all types of crazy shit. Yeah, Jimmy would be a good one. But Pat Pat is a really good one too because he still has that really big underdog chip on his shoulder and he doesn't care and he's uncomfortable. Like there was times I watch him like this dude's just like he's like um, he's like his energy is like yeah he's yeah he's it's, it's yeah. uncomfortable like man this dude is. What the fuck? Like, yeah, you know dude, I mean? maniac. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a fucking maniac. Man. Like, he just says whatever and then looks at you like, yeah, you know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> like in a good way, uncomfortable. I loved it, man. I thought that was great. He's very comfortable. You know what it is? He's very comfortable in his own skin. So yeah, he, like you can't really. There's nothing you could say or nothing that can happen that's gonna really like rattle me. I'm gonna right. tell you what I think, and, and I don't really give a y'all fuck could go him. on the internet and say all types of shit. I don't really care. I don't, I don't care about you, none you of that. You can tell me to fuck off. I'm rich, right? You know exactly. I mean? <laughs> and my team goes to the playoffs when I'm on the roster. When I'm on the roster, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. So, all right, man, we'll leave it there. Shout out Pat Bev, Chicago native for Big Nick the Quick. I am your host, Sean Little Man. Make sure you subscribe everywhere: iTunes, Spotify. You already know the deal. Tell a homie to tell a homie to tell a friend. Big Nick the Quick, Sean Little, no catch on Sports Talk, Big Chicago. Talk to y'all next week.